0: people oh man oh man oh man royal rumble 2024 is officially over it's happened and uh i i don't, I don't know man all right what well, how, how do you feel about this let's let's start there
1: so going through the show starting with the women's rumble I mean, first off, starting with the pre-show, I enjoyed it. I felt those nice, ample pickup as the pre-show went on, even though there were no matches. It got funnier, more entertaining as we got into the actual Rumble. We started with the women's match, which I enjoyed quite a bit. We got into the four-way, which I enjoyed quite a bit. We got into the U.S. title match, which I loved. And then we got into the men's match, which I was very hype on for, I'd say, probably about the first half. And honestly, I'd say at a certain point, I never got more hype. I just kind of stagnated. And it was, you know, the ending was there and it it happened. And having a few minutes to reflect afterwards, especially with all the quote-unquote hype Randomness you read online, and people saying that the ending of this rumble is supposed to be monumentous. And, you know, maybe my expectations were just a bit higher than this match could achieve. So I feel towards the end, it kind of tapered a bit. But overall, it was an amazing show. I loved it start to finish, even if the end may not have been exactly you know, as exciting as it could have been.
0: I I agree. Um, I will say that I thought it was sig- significantly, might be strong, uh, quite a bit better than last year's Rumble, especially because I felt like coming into this Rumble, like last year's Rumble, I felt was super fucking obvious. You know, Cody was winning. And Rhea was winning. And I feel like we knew that weeks in advance. And like, that that was it. Th- there was nothing else to it. And this didn't feel that way. I felt like there were multiple legitimate candidates in both matches. I, th- there was no way that Roman was going to lose the title in a mid-card match. Because ultimately that's what his match fucking was. Um... So, like i I had my predictions, and then I had like my actual wish wish list. my My predictions were Bailey winning, Roman retaining, Logan retaining, and some sort of scenario where both CM Punk and Cody Rhodes won. Um that wasn't that far off. That was not what I wanted. I wanted Becky to Becky or Jade to win. Um, That was like fantasy booking if Jade was even going to be there. It turns out she was. Uh, uh, obviously Roman retaining just is the only thing that made sense. I wanted KO to win. I didn't think they were going to give him the victory here. Um, and I, I wanted Gunther to win. I would have been happy with Drew as well. But I didn't think that they were going to do that. I didn't think they were going to give Gunther the win while he still has the IC. You know, maybe he drops the IC and then he finds himself in the chamber. I don't know how this shit's going to work. Um, but I I was, like, disappointed. And I, I can't 100% put my finger on why. I feel like it was partially because there were no real surprises in the men's match. We didn't get a Rey Mysterio return. We didn't get a Big E return. Um, we didn't have some like rock shenanigans or anything. Uh, that I I feel like the big surprise was Andrade, which wasn't even really a surprise. Um, I I guess Sammy could have been a surprise, but I feel like by now we all expected Sammy. You know? Yeah, like.
1: I'm just gonna kind of, I'm just gonna kind of dive into the rumble if we're on the topic of it, right? Because that was, that's the, what the show was. Man, like, okay, so we had Andrade come out. I was hype. He came out pretty early on, so I was like, that's, that's pretty dope. Um, you know, I, I couldn't complain about that. I figured if he's coming out this early, number four, what other surprises do they have in store for us? so Nothing. i exactly i felt i i had myself built up on so much anticipation you know the rock like we know it's rock roman and mania it mjf
0: how, at number 30
1: like okay i, I didn't think that that would have blown my mind right <laughs> um like i just feel like we just kept going down the men's roster and there weren't any surprises. And I'm just thinking like, who else are we missing? And like, we didn't
0: even have the street profits and AOP. Bro, Ricochet like, was 28. Like as soon as I saw that, I knew that I was going to be disappointed in 29 and 30.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, Drew came out at 29 and I'm like, Oh yeah. for I kind of forgot about him, but yeah, I guess he has to be in it. And I'm like, okay, 30, like, Here it is. This is it right here. Like I'm, I'm watching with my girl. Dude, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm like, I feel dumb because I'm, it was like five seconds. I was like, okay, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. And then, and then my girl's like, who's that? I'm like, just never mind." All right. It's just Sammy saying, okay. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, that was probably one of the most anticlimactic 30th entries. uh, I can think of. I love Sammy. I don't want to hate on Sammy. But like... I'm going to hate on Sammy. He was number 30, bro? Like, come on.
1: Like, I feel that both of these... Well, number one, the women's rumble match for, I guess, the six that they've had or however many that they've had, whatever. That's been the best women's rumble match that I think I've ever seen. And I think last year's might might be number two, right? But I, I still I feel like this was honestly like even a big step forward from last year's, which was really good. And this men's rumble, I'm not gonna say the best, right? But I will say from the matches that I've seen, I've not seen every single rumble match. But I feel that this is this was a good match. Spoiled by the number 30. Like I feel like up to up to 29 it's probably like a top 10 all-time rumble match, right? But with the 30 spot, I you know I don't know if it stays in, even in that top 10. Like it was such I felt it was a great match. I loved a lot of the entrance in it as well and I love what happened within it, but I just feel that it
0: fell off a cliff hard. Like halfway through so I uh, for me the men's rumble the mvp of the men's rumble is braun breaker um, yep. he had the most energy like but that being said i wouldn't have even put like the first you know 20 whatever in the top 10 because i thought there were a lot of sloppy moments like braun breaker trying to press gunther and then it turned out he couldn't like you know that wasn't the plan. The same same deal. Like uh, CM Punk, like was trying to get somebody up on his shoulders. Maybe it was Gunther. I don't remember who it was, and it like didn't really go that well. I thought there were a lot of sloppy, sloppy moments in the men's. I thought the women's rumble was just straight up. Not even comparing it to other women's rumble. Straight up better than this men's rumble. Straight up better than last year's men's rumble. Like. I thought the women's was really good. And again, like I've been on this whole, whole rant for a while now about how incredible the women's division in WWE is. And oh my God, introducing Jade Cargill into that, like that was so much more uh, momentum generated from that than literally anything that happened in the fucking men's rumble, other than showing that Braun Breaker needs to be on the main roster fucking ASAP.
1: Yeah, um, I'll run through some of the, the competitors here. Um, I'm going to just run through some names, and you let me know how you felt about it. Their performance, you know, we started off with Jay and Jimmy. The fact that they were even in the ring together, like honestly, that wasn't even a thought in my mind. Like, like real shit. And then they came, and they came out. Like, I, I actually popped off. I love that. Like, that
0: was that was wild to me. Um, I, I, Jay lasted quite a while. That was. Dude, that was such a good start. And, like, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be such a good fucking rumble. We got Jay and Jimmy starting the shit off. We had the phenomenal chance from the crowd or every punch, Jay would get a yeet and Jimmy would get a no. And we're just going, no, yeet, no, yeet. Like, dude, the start of that. And even, like, throwing Grayson Waller in right away, Uh, I I. I th- Was just like, oh my god, this is gonna be such good, and it just kind of like went downhill from there.
1: Yeah, and I can't believe they said that this was Jey Uso's third Royal Rumble. I that's that's wild to me. He's only been in three. That's actually crazy, right? But like, I guess he's been just that much of a tag team guy. But man, like they were first off. If I had, you know, like a twin brother and we're out here just like acting hard, pretending like we're about to beat each other's ass. I don't know how you're not laughing at each other. And I think Jimmy almost cracked because uh, Jay was holding it together. But Jimmy, Jimmy was going in like his eyes looked like they're about to pop out of his head. He was going way too, way too hard with the facial expressions. But I'm glad that they're having some fun out there. This was great. I hope this is a taste of what we get to see at Mania. I hope we actually get to see a match because the aura at Mania is going to be even crazier. Yeah, Waller was great. And then we had uh, Andrade coming next. Uh, Great to see him back. Every time somebody came in the ring, I just thought, this guy and Andrade. This guy and Andrade.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a... I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing about when somebody comes back because... Uh, Andrade's been gone for, what, like, three, four years, they were saying? So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of nice things here. Now, I have a complaint. There are too many entrance music themes that sound the same right off the bat. Andrade, Santos, Bobby, even, like, Omas, Like, they all start with that, like, really low, like, horn thing. And, like, when you hear it at first, I'm like, I don't know who it is. Like, when Andrade came out... I thought it was either uh it, gender almost kind of starts that way too I want to say when Andrade <laughs> came out I thought it was Santos because it they they just start the same fucking way and then I was like super confused and then they, the the immortal thing happened and I'm like okay now now I know what's going on but like there are way too many entrance themes that start off basically exactly the same
1: Yeah yeah I found myself having to look at like the Whatever the screen at the entrance ramp when they put the name up there, because I'm like, who the fuck? Like, whose music is this? I'm like, oh shit. And then it's, I think the, my Cole or somebody said, El Idolo. And I was like, all right, I know who that is.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and again, like, like you were saying, there's a lot of nice stuff for Andrade here. You know, uh, obviously Andrade Santos is going to be a thing. Um, well, I I don't know. It depends on where he ends up, but I do feel like SmackDown is a little thin right now in compared to Raw. So I would hope Andrade ends up on SmackDown. So then, obviously, you can insert him pretty much anywhere with the Santos situation, with the uh, the 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 Bobby Lashley situation. Um, I I don't care. Like, I think that's a good spot for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, he could go anywhere. Um. Who eliminated him? Wasn't it Bronson Reed? I feel like that's yes. gonna lead I think that's gonna take him to Raw. And after Bronson beats Jay, I think we're likely to get some Bronson Andrade
0: action. I feel like that that that's just my random guess from I I um, think that would be fun, but I've seen too many now like oh, so-and-so eliminated so-and-so at the Rumble, that's going to turn into something, and then 95% of the time it fucking doesn't, even though it would be a good idea to let it. um, Like, Cody and Gunther never fucking turned into anything. It's like they, they, they had that happen at last year's Rumble, and then they're like, we're just going to keep this in our back pocket for whenever it becomes interesting. We could just maybe, like, dig this up out of the grave. But, yeah, I, that I don't really buy into too much. Plus... Yep. Charlotte's on SmackDown.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's true. That that makes all the perfect sense right there. But speaking of back pocket, that Gunther is winning next year's Rumble to challenge Cody at Mania. I think I, I feel like that's that's the timeline we're leading up to with the way that they're teasing that kind of shit, but they don't want to actually give it to us because they're saving it. I feel like that's the kind of shit. You know, give Cody a fucking year-long run, right? And then give it to Gunther. Now, you've checked your box; he's your guy. And you know, if you if Brock can ever uh, come back, then maybe you got that match, right? <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. I
0: don't think it's looking too good for Brock. Um, <laughs> but uh, um. we'll address all that bullshit in our in our SmackDown one because there's a whole lot of shit to unpack there. Um I, they've well, really got this whole like uh year to two year thing with Gunther that could potentially be really strong, you know, like um we end up with Gunther Seth or Gunther Punk at Bash in Berlin, he gets that belt. Um maybe he doesn't hold it that long. He drops it somehow, wins Rumble and then challenges Cody for the universal at Next WrestleMania, like we got a year and a half, two years worth of content for Guther, like without even trying.
1: Yeah, he's he's literally the man. Um, but right, we get back into this match. We had the next few competitors. We had Carmelo Hayes, Shinsuke Nakamura, Santos Escobar, Karrion and Cross, Dirty Dom, and then Carlito any any memorable moments from those individuals, we did get an apple spit uh, from Carlito to Santos, of course
0: yeah, I mean Carmelo had some nice moments um, they let him go for a pretty long time, I, f- I felt like uh, he, he hit uh, a really nice springboard whatever he hit, I just remember him getting like massive fucking air on a springboard, I don't remember exactly what he hit, but um yeah, Shinsuke, I'm still fucking over this dude. I could use a break. Karrion Cross, his pump handle F5 is looking smoother and smoother each time he does it, so I approve of that. Um, and I mean, Dom eliminated CM Punk's, so... Uh, no, he was eliminated by CM Punk. Sorry, I wrote that down wrong. Um... So eh, Dom, I don't know. Dom is uh, kind of growing on me, if I'm being completely honest there.
1: Okay, okay. So um, Melo and, and Santos, when they were going against each other, Santos threw him like fucking 20 feet in the air, and Melo came down onto the knee. That was disgusting right there. I love all the... We got a lot of lucha stuff going on. Dom, Santos, Andrade's back. Like, there's a lot of lucha stuff. So, I'm glad to see that that exists, right? Let's get more of that. You're right about carrying Cross and his pump handle F5. Fuck. It looks so good. It was smooth as shit. He hit that motherfucker. That's damn near becoming one of my favorite finishers. I don't like the guy, but damn it, I'm going to become a fan with that move. Um, Carlitos, Carlito, um, yeah, not oh, on commentary, Dom was all purpled out, right? He had on the purple ring gear, and he had on the purple cow fur boots. And Corey Graves said, "Yeah, he died that at home. He died it in his own toilet." And Michael Cole couldn't hold it together. He he was just laughing his ass off as he's trying to continue commentating so that was a big my, I think Michael Cole was on the shits um as I'll note uh later
0: through this show well and and Corey Graves may have actually been like the true MVP of the whole show like he had so many one-liners out of nowhere um we also had you know Pat, Pat McAfee on commentary uh who who will address a little later in this rumble um but yeah, commentary. I actually felt was straight up fucking fire. This whole goddamn PLA.
1: Yeah, commentary. Huge, huge, huge. Um, next few competitors we had Bobby or Bobby Lashley, Ludwig Kaiser, Austin Theory, Finn Balor, and Cody Rhodes. Any, any uh, with, with Bobby? What the? Uh, he got eliminated because Cross took him out. But how about Bobby's? How many spears did
0: Bobby hit? Not as many as Bron Breaker.
1: Man, like, and what I was thinking, this is the first time that we have more spears than super kicks. Look at look at the reality of the world we're moving into. Isn't that crazy?
0: I I I. Mm. Maybe in tonight. In, maybe in quantity, I don't know. I don't think so because we still had uh like we had Bronson Reed and Ivar popping off super kicks, and obviously Jay and Jimmy hit a shit ton. I feel like I saw more super kicks. Shinsuke obviously had a bunch. Uh Kofi had a shit ton. Yes, we had a lot of spears, but the spears, like They happened in bursts right like we would get eight spears within a 30 second time frame and then you know none for like a couple minutes but yeah there were a lot of spears in the show
1: that i i think the number would be very close and i i don't know in my life when that number like and i'm not i've not even been a big spear guy Like I'm actually against that move because I thought back when like Edge and people like that used to hit it, it just wasn't good. I liked when Rhino hit it with the gore, that shit was nasty. But now Goldberg's beer was
0: pretty nasty.
1: I see I didn't I wasn't necessarily watching WCW or Goldberg back in the day. I I watched like Goldberg Brock, you know, in twenty fifteen or whatever, but that's not (laughs) the same thing at all. Yeah, when he was
0: off the juice and like half the size. Exactly. I gotta find like a Goldberg Best Spears compilation to send it to you.
1: Yeah, I gotta look that shit up. I mean I think all that shit's on motherfucking what's it Peacock now? I guess that's a new WWE network.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm sure they have something like Goldberg greatest hits or some shit.
1: Um but the next few people we had Big Bronson Reed, Kofi, Gunther, Ivar, and Braun Breaker. Show out of the night. Braun Breaker, Wolf, Wolf, Wolf. The crowd was behind the young man.
0: Yeah. Uh Braun Breaker needs to be on the main roster. Also, I I don't remember off the top of my head who Kofi eliminated this way, but Kofi hit like a spring uh, like a, a spring Trouble in paradise? Bo- yeah, yeah. Whoever he hit with that to eliminate that, that was one of my favorite eliminations uh, of the men's rumble without a doubt. I believe that was Kaiser. Oh, even better because he certainly deserves it. Yeah, then I believe uh, Gunther... Came out
1: and then got his revenge and took Kofi out after that. And speaking of, like, certain people would come in and they'd be super hot. When fucking Gunther came in, he just fucking chopped everybody. Like, anybody walked up to him, chopped. Just like fucking Nia Jax was squashing motherfuckers. He was just chopping the shit out of people. I like how they're still keeping Gunther extremely strong. And I was very surprised that. You know, Gunther took out Kofi, but there was no antics by Kofi. This was his 16th Royal Rumble. He moved into second place behind Kane with 18, evidently, as commentary stated. But it's, and he's always in it doing some type of savior tactics. And there was nothing. Xavier wasn't even out there to help him, and he wasn't even in the match either. Now I kind of wanted to see Big E, but that was kind of weird to me. As uh Has Kofi ever
0: actually won it?
1: He's never won it in 16 years, no. But he always does something. Like, he gets thrown out, and he miraculously finds his way back in.
0: Yeah, I I was actually pretty surprised that we didn't get Big E. um, Because we've been seeing him around a lot lately. Uh, So I I don't know if that means, like, maybe he never will actually get in the ring again. Because this would have been, like, this would have made a whole lot of sense. Um Bronson Reed had a pretty good showing. I, I'm still really convinced that he's getting a uh a really heavy push, um, even though he didn't really even last all that long. Um But we, we did have some like meaty men slapping meat around for a bit, except it was mostly with uh Omas. That was that was some meaty men action. And we didn't get Otis. Dude, speaking of which, didn't you say you saw something where like pretty much all Alpha Academy declared and we didn't get fucking any of them?
1: They sure as fuck did declare like that. That sure as fuck was a thing that that shit said. But like I was just thinking about that, too. Like we need like, do we just need to increase the amount of men or like number for the
0: men's rumble, like just so we can fit all these fucking people in here. No, what you need to do is not waste fucking spots on Pat McAfee, who just jumped in the ring and jumped out because he was uh, too too much of a little bitch to to look Omos or Braun Breaker in the face. Yeah. Um. And and we also didn't need like all of fucking Judgment Day. We didn't need J D McDonough to. Our Truth was funny, and the hot tag situation with Our Truth was funny, so I guess we could have him. I, I don't know. We didn't need Miz. That was just another way to like, okay, here he's number fifteen now, so like he's he's right behind Kofi, so we could just keep getting that counter up. Like there were people that we didn't really need in there that I felt like they could have made better choices. And I'm I'm actually surprised that we're sitting here talking about like people that were left out because we had a fatal four way with. Four of the top men in the company in it. So, obviously, we weren't going to get Randy Orton AJ Styles or LA Knight. So, you would have thought that would have left some room. And I no Trick Willie pissed me off a little bit. Like, I was really kind of starting. Especially the fact that we had Trick Willie show up on SmackDown. I was like, he's a fucking shoe in Guaranteed we're getting Trick Willie. But, no, we didn't.
1: Yeah, I don't know what they're fucking on. Uh, the next people we had, Omo Sapiens o- 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 Rise Up. We had almost coming in. We had Let's Go Pat McAfee. We had JD McDonuts who didn't even get in the ring. Um, I think Braun Breaker had got eliminated right as JD's trying to enter. And he just gets fucking killed on the outside. And then Braun Breaker's in his face like roof, 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 pal. And JD's just dead, and then we had Truth and Miz coming in in after that, and what happens? Like, JD tries to get in the ring, and then Truth instantly eliminates him? Like, what the hell
0: even fucking happened there? Well, no, no. So, like, he was trying to not get in the ring. Truth threw him in the ring, and then Jay immediately flipped him over the top rope. So... Truth got JD eliminated, and JD was really pissed about it. And and Truth was just like, "You ain't in the judgment day, bro."
1: I I literally like, I completely missed like that one second because I literally like looked down and I come back and I was like, "And Michael Cole, oh our Truth, our Truth got JD eliminated." I'm like, "Wait, what happened?" I'm like, "They were just like, he just was showing up." And even in my notes, like I have put down pat mcafee at 22 and then i put truth at 23 and then when truth came out they were like 24 and i was like who's 23 and i was like oh yeah it was jd like i literally instantly forgot about the guy so yeah you definitely didn't have to have him in the in the rumble what the hell
0: yeah uh, that wasn't that wasn't needed I, i don't know um and like that, that whole this is where it started to get really mid, right? Like after after Braun Breaker came in, it really started to get predictable and just mid. Yeah. Uh
1: we had the Pat McAfee spot, and I, I like Pat McAfee. I was hyped when he came out and he was on commentary, and Michael Cole's so hyped to see him. And I like him on commentary, and he asked the questions that a casual fan who doesn't always watch the product would ask like when um i think it was lyra it wasn't on lyra what's her name alba fire came out and she has like a staff or something like that and pat mcafee's like what was that she came out with is that does that help her and she have magical powers with that like (laughs) like genuine questions so like i i love that aspect of it and I thought it was cute that they called him to be in the rumble and he was on commentary cuz that's what Michael Cole did and their friends and he he were buddies and but it, like you could have did something you've actually wrestled in a match before I get it you didn't have ring gear on but that's weird that you didn't know you were going to be in it like that's weird but he got in got scared climbed out got back in. Oh, I'm not scared, but then he climbed climbed out and eliminated himself and it's like and it was it was almost in brown breaker in there
0: and I'm like okay, I I don't I don't really like that. Yeah, you officially spent more time talking about it than it took to actually happen. That's how fucking pathetic it kind of was. It was stupid and a waste of time is kind of what I felt.
1: I did I did like when they were on commentary because evidently Pat McAfee is still unaware because he's a casual fan. And they were talking about Austin Theory being the 150 million hit man or whatever the hell his thing is. And Pat McAfee was like, you're telling me I'm part of a clip that's got 150 million hits? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, he was part of that. I love that he was unaware of that him being a part of that. I doubt that that's true, but the context of that is funny to me. Um, but we had the last five competitors, which were Damian Priest, CM Punk, The Return of Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, and the big surprise, number 30th entrant. Who could it be? It's just Sami Zayn.
0: Whoa. Yeah, I was not. At this point, I really started like not feeling it. Um like I said ricochet like set the tone CM Punk and then ricochet I was expecting CM Punk to be somewhere around this point because obviously um they ain't gonna stick to dude in, in the first 20 by any means just because of you know h- how long he's kind of been on the shelf um and I will you know what I I said what I needed to happen for me to like CM Punk was for him to get jacked he was not jacked. But he did lose weight since the last time I saw him without a shirt on. Which was uh, his match against Samoa Joe. So it's kind of been a minute. But I will give him that he has indeed lost some weight. So he's, he's headed in the right direction. And he didn't look terrible in the ring. He didn't look all that great. But I don't know. I guess it was slightly better than what I expected.
1: Uh, he looked gassed. All right, I wasn't a fan of the guy at all. Um, it ended up being him and Cody as the last two, and they just fucking drug it on and on and on. I'm gonna hit my finisher. Oh, nope, I'm gonna get my finisher. Oh, nope, I'm gonna. Oh, I hit it. Oh, I'm gonna throw you out. Oh, nope. Nope, nope. Well, I'm going to hit it again. Oh, nope, nope, nope. And then eventually, uh, Cody wins, which honestly was a surprise to me. I knew instantly he was winning when CM Punk said to the camera, "Um, I didn't wait 10 years just to lose to Dusty's kid. So I knew that yeah. he, he was not winning as soon as he said that.
0: Yep. Anytime um, somebody talks shit in the middle of the match, you know that they're going to lose. Like when Logan Paul says, hey, I'm going to superplex KO. And then he doesn't. You know, any anytime somebody makes an effort to do something like that, you know that the opposite's going to happen. Same thing, dude. As soon as CM Punk said that, I'm like, oh, huh, wow. They're actually going to make CM Punk lose here.
1: Yeah, like, and you, like, if you were watching the end, when CM Punk was on top, when he hit his move, People were booing. People were not cheering like as Oh, the crowd
0: as... was totally behind Cody.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then Cody stands up, and the crowd goes wild. And I'm like, damn! Like they can't. And I'm like, y'all have to be smart enough to, as you go back and forth, to notice that hey, uh, they don't like this one guy. Maybe we shouldn't make him win. And. Like I hope this was like a on the call, on the fly call, and they were like, hey, the crowd's not reacting. Flip it. Like I I hope that, would that be that's amazing. What happened. Yeah, because that that shows a lot. Right. But Cody won. He's the fourth back to back Royal Rumble winner since Hulk, Michaels, Austin, and uh yeah. He was pointing at Roman up in his little box, and Roman was like, she's pointing at me. It's like, my belt, right? Like <laughs> Oh man,' so on a side note, when they were showing the camera views of Roman and Seth, when they're up in the little nice little box up there watching the matches, they never show you what the view is that Roman and Seth have to the actual ring because they know. If you can see how bad it looks from sitting that high, you're never going to pay that much money for those seats.
0: Oh yeah, I mean you're just you're you're watching on the jumbotron the entire time. Like you you can't you can't tell what's going on. Um it was nice to see that Seth was uh, indeed there. And uh yeah, We're getting a rematch of last year. We're getting Cody Roman at WrestleMania. And at least there's no fucking way that they're having a rematch and Cody's not winning. So at least we know that Roman's dropping the belt at WrestleMania.
1: And I can't wait. I can't wait for the end of this match because it's literally going to be like the Avengers. Because it's going to be like Cody's about to win. And then here come Jimmy. Here come... Solo, right? And then like from the shadows, you're gonna see like Jay show up. You're gonna see Sami Zayn show up, right? You're gonna see Kevin, you're gonna see
0: everybody show up. Everybody that was ever burned by the bloodline. And then the last person to show up to help him is gonna be Drew. Yes,
1: like like at the last second, right? Like Drew Drew's gonna be on the outside of the ring and he's gonna throw the ref back in the ring. You know, the Cody's gonna look at Drew, he's gonna look at the ref, and he's gonna hit that final crossroads. It's literally the gonna be crossroads. Crazy. <laughs> has to be. It has to be like he's gotta literally hit that shit off the top. Like he's gotta literally murder Roman. Like, cause Roman's gonna be gone for like a year after that.
0: Oh man. Uh it's it's gonna be fun. It's it's gonna be fun. And at the same time kinda suck because you know what's gonna happen I hate knowing what's gonna happen and that's why I was so excited going into this rumble because like you kinda had a little bit of idea but you kinda didn't um there's absolutely no fucking way that they're giving Cody and Roman a second main event at Wrestlemania and Cody's not winning so uh it's predictable unfortunately but it's still gonna feel good
1: I feel that and and yeah speaking of unpredictability yeah, I was wrong on every single match tonight, except for the Roman match. So, yeah, I
0: had no fucking clue what was going on, evidently. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the Roman was the the predictable one. I, I don't know. I felt like they were building more momentum towards Cody as we were approaching this. But sometimes they do that as a diversion. Bailey, I felt like was starting to get pretty obvious. I know you were on Becky, and that's who I wanted, but like, I just felt like they were going to have to resolve Becky Naya before Becky gets her shot at Rhea. And so now they get to do this whole situation where Bailey thinks she's going after Rhea, but then she gets ousted from damage control and changes her mind, and then she goes after EO, you know? So, like, that 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 kind of make sense there even though i too wanted becky to win um so yeah let's do the women's rumble
1: for sure uh we started off with natalia which not the huge biggest fan right but okay you know she's here but we had the return of the glow trinity fatu aka naomi is back In the number two slot, former TNA knockout women's champion. Um, I'm glad that they mentioned it. Um, And we'll get right into the other people after that. We had number three, Bailey, Number four, Candice LeRae. Number five, move aside Ivy Nile. The real muscle mommy has entered the chat. Jordan Grace, the actual TNA women's champion who just took it off of Naomi, who had mercedes and bailey present watching the match what a uh, what an entrance huh
0: yeah so like i am not familiar with jordan grace and i was like wow and again Corey graves with one of the lines of the night says that you know she's got muscles in places that you don't even have places and i'm like yes she does <laughs> um I was definitely hype about Naomi's return. And man, did they let her fucking go in this? Because I think she was in over 50 minutes. Um, I thought that she spent enough time away and it would have made sense for her to come back as Trinity Fatu, especially because they could have used a woman in the bloodline situation. So you know that then that just would have made sense and it just would have felt right I- obviously she's spent a lot of time and has a lot of history as naomi but um i th- i thought it would have been okay i ain't really concerned either way but uh yeah th- it was pretty fun from the get go uh, especially once uh, jordan grace got in there uh it was it was looking pretty fun um again i really enjoyed the women's rumble from top to bottom. So you ain't going to hear me complaining too much.
1: For sure. Um, When it first started, it looked like Naomi was holding back her emotions when making her return. And it's like, that you you know what I'm saying? You're number number two. So it's not like, you know, you're in the mix and you can have a somewhat of a distraction. It's like, no, like the match hasn't even the bell hasn't even rung yet. And it's just you out there. So, yeah, you really got to pull it together real quick. So <laughs> props on that. Um, but the next few people we had out there, we had Indy Hartwell at six, we had Asuka at seven, which Bailey was not happy about. We had the former muscle mommy, Ivy Nile at or the Pitbull now, number eight. We had Katana Chance at nine, and we had the EST Bianca Belair at ten. Uh Bianca always, you know, favored to take it all the way. But we had Oscar in there for some of that weird. Um damage control, you know, drama.
0: Yeah, I uh I enjoyed that. I I think Indy was the first person eliminated in in the entire rumble. Um which I, I doesn't make me sad really by any means. I, I was kind of surprised it wasn't Katana Chance, but you know. Um the Asuka moments were kind of fun. Uh Ivy Nile had some decent moments, but um, you had the heavy hitters in there right away. you know what I mean? You had Bailey in there, you had Bianca in there, and you had Oscar in there really early um to like constantly make sure that something interesting was always happening, you know
1: one hundred percent, and I honestly, as soon as I saw that Bailey was in there so early, I was like, okay, like. She's gonna she's gonna be in here a while. Like she's gonna be in here a while, a while. Cause yeah, I called Becky to win, but my obviously we have to have two women going into Mania, and I assumed it was gonna be Becky and Bailey. But I guess we'll see Becky take the chamber instead of what I
0: assumed would have been Bailey. But it gives them time to resolve the Nia Jax thing. I think so. It it makes sense, um, and it. it I actually expected Bailey to be the first entrant. I thought they were going to Iron Man her in this whole thing.
1: I think she ended up... Not Iron Man, but I think she ended up breaking Rhea's record for the longest women, woman in the Rumble, right?
0: They, yeah, they said that. It was like a, uh, an hour and five minutes or some shit like that, I want to say. So she at least she got something out of that. Um, and her next, first Rumble
1: win, so yeah. Which is... You know, I guess because we haven't had a lot of women rumble but she's fucking done everything else. You know what I'm saying? So it's a surprise that it's been this long. Yep. I don't think she's won money in the bank though, but maybe I'm wrong. I um,
0: don't remember.
1: I'll look it up. But the next few women we had after that, we had the uh, second half of the Kabuki Warriors. We had Kyrie Sane, we had Tegan Knox. Katana Chance, Chelsea Green, and Piper Niven. My notes here. um, Tegan Knox and Natalya. Finally, Tegan can see the real side of Natalya. She's just a fucking cheating little lady, and she tried to throw out her friend, but she ended up getting thrown out herself. Um, Chelsea Green almost broke the record of the fastest elimination again, but She ended up making it and Bianca Belair took out Jordan Grace by hitting her with the KOD on the apron, um, which I believe is going to lead into a Bianca Jordan Grace feud. I don't know if Jordan Grace has signed with the company or if this was just a one off like Mickey James was back in the day, but I think she'll be around here sooner rather than later. And when she is, we know a good beef to start.
0: Yeah, I I hope she is cuz I think she would fit in really well with what they're building there. And apparently Bailey won money in the bank in 2019 and that's how she became Smackdown Women's Champion when she cashed in on Charlotte. Oh,
1: that, I think that's when she started doing all her evil laughing stuff too, I think, right?
0: Uh, maybe it, she she cashed in the same night so she won money in the bank and then later in the night cashed in on Charlotte and that was uh her grand slam and actually she was the first women's grand slam period what a legend Bailey is and right i think this is going to be her first solo match at mania i think that's what they yep. said yeah so Props to Bailey, man. Like, what a fucking career. Pride fucking, give her her flowers, man. And she's getting them at WrestleMania.
1: That match is going to be so good, too, EO Bailey, Like, we've never even seen that match. And
0: Bailey's 100% winning that.
1: Hell yeah. Like, she's going to fucking suplex
0: the shit out of that girl. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm already excited for it. Um, I was also excited that we finally get the 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 Tegan Natty breakup. Yeah, yeah, get rid of that
1: tag team. Um, give me more Tegan. You know, being Tegan, I I, I will tolerate a Tegan Natty match, only to see Tegan smash her face in with her knee brace. Okay, I'm okay with that.
0: Shiniest face. Um, I also loved a lot of the moments between Chelsea Green and Piper Niven in this, like Piper Niven catching Chelsea Green uh, when she was tossed off, and then like, "Oh, I'm gonna drop you! Oh, I'm gonna drop you!"
1: It's good to see their their fun friendship still flourishing. Um, we had uh, the next few women in this. I believe might be my co-host's favorite batch of women because wielding the Crescent Moon knives, once again, we have the return of the Zaya Lee at 16, followed by Zelina Vega, Maxine Dupree, or however they get said. We had the Squasher herself, Nia Jax, and the return of Shotzi. So interesting little group. What are your, uh, your thoughts? I know you got some favorites in this group.
0: Oh man, Zaya Lee was one person that I did not need in this. Like we, I don't, I don't even really like any of the other girls in NXT. But like, you, you could have gave her spot to, you know, uh, uh, Lyra Valkyria. I feel like usually they have the women's NXT champion in this, so we, we could have subbed out Zaya Lee for Lyra Valkyria, and I think we all would have went on just fine. I mean, she came in and she kicked a bunch of heads, and then eventually just got eliminated by Nia Jax, So. You know, whatever. Um I like so badly want to be able to say that Maxine's getting better, but unfortunately I just don't see it. She hit that reverse caterpillar though. Yeah, but like so. Unfortunately.
1: that's all we're, I mean, just get used to it. She, I think she's going to continue to be that person that they call on, and she's going to be like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm going to fight. And then I can just, wrestle too. Yeah, and then she hits the reverse
0: caterpillar, the crowd cheers, and then she gets her ass beat. That's that's about all we're going to get. As long as they just never like put her in the ring with Rhea again, or or like Jade, or something like that.
1: I mean, I can see her in there with some women, but it can only be like a 10-second match. You know what I'm saying? They got to just hit their move. But man, can she even get up for some of those moves, I guess is the question.
0: I, you know, we see her like all these videos, uh, working out in the gym, doing squats and whatnot. Maybe she should work on her core so like she could actually sit up when somebody goes to power bomber next time. She's kind of tall, right? you got to work on that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love Maxine. I think she's hilarious. I think her her acting is superb. I think that her role in Alpha Academy in my favorite faction in the WWE is is excellent. And when it comes to like the gimmicky matches, you know, she would have been incredible, you know, like 20, 30 years ago in WWE. You know, when when we're we're dealing with like the divas situation and whatnot where they were all that level of wrestlers, minus China. Um but but today where you have women like Rhea Ripley, uh it it just you know she should stay wrestling Valhalla, basically. Oh Valhalla, oh man. Um
1: my only notes here besides that beautiful reverse caterpillar, there was a moment when like every woman that was left tried to take out Naya Jax and there were like nine women or something ridiculous and they couldn't even lift her. She just said, brah, And and she had a knockback effect and, and sent an AoE to the entire <laughs> women's arena. Like, what the hell are we talking about here?
0: Um That's when she went Super Saiyan.
1: Yeah, she did take out uh, Piper Niven, so big strength there. Uh, we had the next group here where we had Becky Lynch, Alba Fire, um, Shayna Baszler, Valhalla 24, and Meechian at 25. Uh, commentators were kind of carrying the match here. Pat McAfee asking great questions about Alba Fire um baszler was fun she did that fucking big ass judo toss to um nia jacks when valhalla was coming out michael cole was like oh god oh god i hope she's wearing the antlers oh god and then she's wearing them and he's like oh my god she had the antlers on <laughs> she's been antlerless for 70 appearances i'm like bro chill <laughs>
0: He was more hype for that than literally anything else that happened in the entire PLE.
1: That was so like, what the hell was he even on at this? This is the start of the damn show, right? So that that sets the fucking tone. Um, and then we randomly had our truth coming out, in after Valhalla, uh, but before me, Chin, and then uh, Pierce comes out, and then. What did our truth say? We're all the men at.
0: <laughs> well, no, no, no. So he's, uh, Adam Pierce comes out and he's like, this is the women's Royal rumble. And he looks at Adam Pierce. He says, you mean to tell me everybody in there that they're all women? <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, because I, I don't, I think Jordan Grace was out at this time, but we still had some pretty jacked women in, in there at this point. So uh, I don't know if that's what he was referring to, but it was pretty fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah, he was wild, but all the shenanigans led to Valhalla basically being instantly eliminated, and I believe she is now tied with Chelsea Green for the
0: fastest elimination. Um, I believe. Yeah, and okay. she's acting like that wasn't gonna happen anyway. Like she walked into Nia Jax immediately. It didn't matter if our truth was there or not. Like Valhalla was going to be immediately eliminated by Nia Jax, regardless.
1: Man, well, I, guess, I guess this will lead to a uh, Valhalla and Nia
0: Jax match on Monday. Yeah, please don't. Please. Maybe um, we'll get an R-Truth Valhalla match. Oh, my God.
1: That wouldn't be too bad. Um, but here is the best
0: cohort,
1: or whatever you want to call these last five women, in my opinion. Um, We had number 26, Zoe Stark number 27, Roxanne Perez, and The Storm is Here with number 28, we had the debut of Jade Cargill, um, we had number 29, Miss Tippi Stratton, and then we had number 30, The Return of Oblivion herself, Liv Morgan. Um, I, I figured we'd see Liv you probably could have swapped live and jade Agreed. and i think i think this would have been even this would have been an 11 out of 10 if you swapped them
0: yeah i agree um i i probably i would have done like tiffy 28 live 29 jade 30 is what i probably would have done but it it was still a banger the way it all happened uh, there was a point in time... I mean, basically, before Rhea became what she is now, Liv was my favorite female wrestler in the company. So I'm super, super excited to have her back. And Jade, man, like... Uh, she, she's fucking ridiculous, you know? Like, <laughs> she she really is. And I, I'm excited for her, her to be here, finally. Um, and man, like... I just don't want to get to her and Rhea too soon, which I don't think we're going to. But um, I'm hoping they save it for after Mania, after Becky. But man, she is a fucking monster in the ring, and like they they gave her all the spots to just soak in everything from the crowd and show off, and uh, it, it was it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, we had standoffs and stare downs when we had uh, Jade first coming in there. Nia was fucking shook. She didn't. She didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, I believe Nia tried to pick up Jade, but then Jade fell off, encountered it, and then picked her up into like a Samoan drop position, and like like a fucking feather. Like, she literally, no hesitation, no struggle. Like, she just fucking picked this chick up. It was actually insane. And then she did basically a scoop slam to throw Nia over the top rope. And just the fact that you had the confidence that you were like, I'm going to scoop slam Nia over the top. Like, I <laughs> barely uh, can pick the trash bags up in my trash can, scoop slam that high over the top rope. We're talking about Nia Jacks. Insane. We had a stare down with her and Bianca Belair. Oh my God. When they wrestle, oh my, like, I don't know, man. When, like, when she wrestles Rhea, like, I think, I think it's going to be too violent. Like, they're going to beat the shit out of each other. Like, I think we're going to watch it and be like, yo, like, we've never seen women be this violent. And I think. That's the kind of matches we're going to be seeing in the future.
0: We're already in probably the greatest era of women's wrestling, and we're about to take that to another level. And we're going to like skip a few steps on the way up, and it's going to be insane. And I'm like really fucking excited for it.
1: Oh my God, man. And it's like, we, I mean, it's great. Like, main roster. Is great right now. You know what I'm saying. Like we we got the the women's tag belts on a real tag team. Have them tour. Have them fight anybody, anybody all day, every day. Right. Let's get some other. You know. Like, let's get a women's tournament just to have makeshift teams. You know what I'm saying. Give me like a ghetto dusty classic, but like on the main roster, so we can see like Jade and Bianca on the team. You know what I'm saying. Like let me get some fucking wild ass shit like that. Let me get. Tiffany and Charlotte when she comes back on the team. Like give me a tag match Tiffany and Charlotte versus Jade and Bianca.
0: Oh That'd my be, god. Like come on man. Like so good. That's some wild shit. And and we could have even more on the way if Jordan Grace actually comes on over. We get Julia. If if we somehow get Camille like dude I'm telling you, this women's we're entering an age in the WWE where the women's wrestling is going to be superior to the men's, and that's fucking incredible.
1: Yeah, like with this Vince Brock stuff, like if if you see the WWE stock go down. I think it's only gonna go up in the future. Buy now, sell later, right? Like I'm not a stocks man, right? I'm not Cameron Grimes, but let's mountain dew, let's take it to the moon, guys. Let's do it.
0: To the fucking moon. Um, all right, so let's let's get the next match out of the way. We'll we'll go in order after this one and let's do the fatal four-way with Roman retaining.
1: Um, when so they had the entrance of Randy Orton. They had the entrance of AJ Styles. And then they had a Slim Jim ad, right? And then we had the entrance of LA Night. But that Slim Jim ad, there's some type of sweepstakes that's open until like the beginning of March. And if you win the sweepstakes, you get like two tickets to Mania plus airfare. You get the Slim Jim car and you get $75,000. I'm like, I don't know uh how i enter but that sounds like a pretty good deal to me so i just
0: thought i'd you know mention that for the public good to uh, see that sponsorships back already and they upgraded the car dude i think the old car the one that got stolen was like a a a nissan like 370z or whatever looks like they upgraded to a gtr this time
1: yeah that's what i was looking at because it wasn't that same like you know that same car and i was like it, it didn't look like that same uh basic basic nissan that they had not basic but you know more more basic than what they had previously but man we had a uh 1245 days evidently um roman is the champion and we also had uh randy orton at uh 275 pounds so that would explain the size. That's actually kind of crazy, if that's if that's legitimate uh, weight right there. But this match, I thought was very fun. Of course, if you can ever picture, as I always say, an LA Knight match, a Roman Reigns match, when they were just doing those things, that's kind of what it was. But it was great because instead of making it in that manner, Each wrestler had the opportunity to showcase what they do. And I felt they gave so much of this match to LA Knight. Like They're really fucking continuing to push this guy. And I don't know. I just feel like when we're looking at these folks of AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and LA Knight one of these things is not like the other. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I can think of. Even though I love LA Night. yeah. But it's like, he just doesn't call to me like the other guys do. I don't know, but they really put him on. He did all of his stuff. He he had a clean, almost a win on Roman. He hit a BFT. Um, but, you know, that got broken up. You know... He was getting all of his little dribble headbutt off the announce table, the yeah butt, you know, on the outside, and everybody's just going crazy. You know, he got a beautiful DDT. And everybody was just fucking doing everything, man. They were hitting the the backdrops on the outside. Randy Orton was on the shit when he was hitting his little draping DDT, yelling yeah, to fucking LA Knight. Um, we had fucking Solo coming out eventually, of course, right? E- and pretty much everybody got like a visual pinfall on Roman Reigns. um. But like, you know, LA Knight would break up the pin. AJ Styles would break up the pin. I believe Randy hit the RKO and then Solo pulled the ref out of the ring, right? And then Solo's up and Solo spikes everybody, right? And then um, he... Stacks him. And Roman can take the pin. But then he doesn't want to pin him. And then AJ forearms him. And so now we have a, a triple stack. With Randy, LA Knight, and Roman. And then AJ is going to pin all three of them. But then all three of them kick out. Like this match just fucking went over the top. The people were chanting AJ Styles. And it turned into this is awesome. It's like... They thought they were chanting, like half the crowd probably thought they were chanting this is awesome, but they were actually just chanting a j Styles. I feel a j had the best individual performance in the match. and everybody was fucking amazing. But we had this uh, this great ending when what the fuck was going on, like Roman speared Randy, Randy rolled out of the ring. l a Knight hit his little Yabo. Yeah He's trying to uh, hit the BFT, and he's, he's hyping up the crowd. Uh, Roman counters the BFT, pushes LA Knight into the ropes when AJ Styles was simultaneously jumping off the ropes, trying to hit the Phenomenal Forearm. Um, AJ drops his neck on the ropes. We get a Superman punch to LA Knight. We get the spear to AJ Styles and Roman hits the one, two, three to finally get the victory. There was way too much going on in this match, but I fucking like that kind of shit. That's what you expect in a four way, right?
0: Yeah, and I think a big purpose of this was to to put Roman over on his own a little bit. Um, because even though we had the interference, ultimately, like he did kind of win it on his own, I guess I would say, minus, you know, uh, uh, the solo pullout. But um, I think part of it, too, is like the average age in this match, I did the math, was 42. Roman Reigns was the youngest person in this match. Um, he doesn't wrestle like it, but he was indeed the youngest person in the, he was the only person under 40 in this match. Um, so I think that also played part of it as well. Like you said, AJ Styles definitely had the best performance in the match. Um, and actually I think he's the oldest one in the match, uh, ironically, but, uh, all of these guys since it being a fatal four-way, we were very protected. Nobody had to go hard for too long. They all kind of traded off. Um, so it was kind of what, what I guess we expected um, at the end of the day. I mean, I, there was obviously no way uh, Roman was losing here. And I found it interesting as they rattled off uh, all the types of matches that Roman has defended his title in. Apparently, fatal four-way was never one of them.
1: I thought that exact same thing when they said that. I was like, "That's really interesting." I was like, "Of all the fucking shit that he's done, huh? That's a surprise." What What's next to Five Way that they haven't done that, huh? Uh, has uh,
0: Has he done a Buried Alive match?
1: <laughs> right, like,
0: has he done a Punjabi prison match? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but so, yeah, I'm sure there's still options. You know, we got we got a uh, elimination chamber before we get to mania, so maybe he'll have a defense there, and, and he'll do uh, three matches, and he'll do a Punjabi prison match, a buried alive match, and uh, has he done a dog collar match? Oh,
1: there you go, and and let's not let's not scoff too
0: much at that Punjabi prison match. They did
1: announce uh, what did they say? Crown jewel. In February, they didn't give us a date, but they just said sometime in February, so thanks for that announcement.
0: See, there you go. It's possible. But um, yeah, I, this this was kind of whatever. Um, I don't think there was really anything overly monumental in it, but then we did get Match of the Night. Uh, definitely from an in-match perspective, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, my God. I love this match so fucking much. First off, Kevin Owens, round of applause. Hall of Fame. Give this man his flowers. He beat the fuck out of Logan Paul. Oh, my God. He beat the shit out of this man, and it was fucking beautiful. First off, they said that Logan Paul's from Puerto Rico, obviously he's from ohio or what the hell ever but was he actually born in puerto rico and then like you know they went back to live where they're from that's such a random thing like
0: i think that's actually like where he spends most of his time now i think that's where his compound is
1: okay okay because i'm like i I, because i guess that's coming from my fucking immigrant people where it's like you know none of us were born here so i'm just fucking relating everything to my own life i guess um but man kevin owens just fucking teeing off on this guy to start and then finally you know logan starts to come back michael cole's on the shits he thought that this was just on On TV because he said one of those like transition lines before you go to a commercial and he said something along the lines of oh Logan Paul is rolling on through Kevin Owens like like what he says right before a commercial break but I was like yo this ain't this ain't motherfucking TV bro. And um Kevin's chopping the shit out of this man. Logan Paul is literally yelling stop. Like he's putting his hands up. Like Kevin literally at times is stop like chopping this man because it literally looks like he's he's just doing too much. And I was like, like that's actually kind of wild, right? Like I'm pretty sure this match was like a half shoot. Um, but Logan Paul starts attacking the hand. He eventually hits a nice cross body into a standing moonsault. He hits a motherfucking octopus stretch. Man, you get a point. You get one point for hitting the octopus stretch, Logan Paul, because I love that move. Um, when it's, I when expected it's nice. you to
0: hate that. You're such an anti-abdominal stretcher, like anything like that.
1: Dude you don't just randomly bust out an octopus, all right? Like you get one point for that, right? Like you get one point for that. In in the context of just getting your ass beat in this match and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna hit him with the octopus. Like that's the most asinine shit I've ever heard of. <laughs> oh my god. But um uh fucking Logan's bleeding from his chest. Um fucking Kevin Owens hits this pump handle duplex driver where he just like gets him. He's like, he has him like a fisherman almost, but it's like a pump handle fisherman. And he drops the back of the neck onto his knee. Never seen it before. Not in that grip. Fucking disgusting. Oh my God, please do more of that. Kevin keeps chopping him. Kevin's telling the crowd to suck it. He's telling fucking Logan Paul to suck it. Double cannonball. The bullfrog splash is what I call it. We get a two count. He goes for the fucking senton, and Logan Paul gets his knees up, and that looked disgusting. Logan Paul tries to hit his own fucking senton, and the pool's empty, and Owens moves out the way. We see fucking Paul on the outside, and his nose is bleeding now. and he eventually hits the buckshot lariat. They still don't have a move or a name for this little slingshot lariat that he does. But it's the buckshot lariat done by Hangman Page. Like you just fucking give it a name already, right? Just call it that cuz that's what it's Significantly
0: fuck it is. better than the last time he pulled it, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. He like he like got a a tuck. Like he tucked instead of like using the momentum of the rope to flip you. He like tucked into it so you know it, it was perfect right he he hit that shit smack dab and fucking hit this guy he hit a big splash after that and not a frog splash but just a splash and he like put his hands behind his back as he's going through the air wild um
0: it was like that, a, like a dudley boys thing kind of going on where it's face first
1: yeah exactly you know what I'm saying almost like the usos when they want to like slap their hips and shit but touching your hands behind your back that I ain't got that much confidence because all you're going to do is fucking break your nose as you fucking hit the mat. Um, But then they both end up up top. Kevin sitting on the ropes and Kevin. Uh, yeah. Kevin sitting on the ropes. Paul's climbing up top and Paul is yelling at Corey Graves. He's like, Corey, you said that nobody could hit a superplex on Kevin Owens. Well, I'm going to hit him with it. And then Kevin Owens counters it into a fucking beautiful fisherman buster. And it was amazing. Um, Back and forth, uh, countering fucking finishers. And we get, I believe Logan Paul takes the tape off of his hand. And he hits the fucking right hand with the titanium. But, you know, Kevin Owens kicks out and... Paul can't believe it, and then his friend tries to come in, and the ref throws him out, and then security comes out. And you know this isn't real security, because if I jump the barricade, I guarantee you one tiny little ref and two guys wouldn't just be talking to me as I'm standing on the on the outside of the ring. I guarantee fucking to you let anybody else jump that fucking barricade and there's gonna be six people breaking his neck all right, so get the fuck out of here like like we're supposed to believe security's trying to get this guy out of here. We end up seeing a town down under come out, and Waller's distracting him as or Austin Theory fucking gets the brass knuckles and gives them to Logan Paul. Logan Paul tries to fucking hit Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is too smart. He counters, steals the knuckles, doesn't show the ref, knocks out Logan Paul. The ref is counting one, two, and as he's about to hit three, he stops. He looks and he points and he can see the brass knuckles on Kevin Owens' hand as he's pinning Logan Paul. The ref has no other choice but to call a disqualification and still your U.S. champion, Logan Paul.
0: And you know what? The ending, it leaves the door open so we could get another possibility. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a Mania match. I don't know if this is going to be... Chamber match. I mean, if I recall, Logan Paul's already been advertised for Chamber. So I I feel like we can expect him to defend. Maybe he'll get some other defense in between KO. Maybe he'll get uh, LA Knight at Elimination Chamber and then then KO at uh, Mania. I feel like that would be a nice cadence. A lot of people wanted uh, LA Knight, Logan, at Mania. And I would rather... This rematch at Mania personally.
1: Yeah, and we might get LA Knight, um, Logan at Crown Jewel, um, because I think they would love that shit. And that'd be an easy match for WWE to give them while still, you know, maintaining their major storylines. Interesting ending. I like the way they did it. Cause it wasn't necessarily predictable. It wasn't necessarily like, "In awe man, like it sucked." But I think it was very creative and unique. I don't, I don't. At the point of how good this match was, I don't give a fuck how it ended. This match was fucking poetry. Um, I fucking loved it. We had a small little after Matt segment, and Kevin Owens just not happy. Um clears off the announce table, power bombs Paul through the table. He gets hyped with the crowd. um they show Logan Paul in his little fetal position on the pieces of the announce table, and they got a tiny little bag of tissues and he He's struggling, tearing through this tiny little bag to get some tissues and then Kevin Owens hasn't had enough. And he walks back over there, and Logan Paul is just on the ground, like, scared, and all the refs are like, no, no, Kevin. And evidently, he picks up a cough drop, a Halls, eats it, and leaves. And at this point, I said, what the fuck am I watching?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, all all this was was just to emphatically say there's going to be another match, Um I was also just looking up Crown Jewel because I, I was really confused with you saying that because Crown Jewel just happened like two months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, is, it,
1: is it Crown Jewel or is it
0: something else? No, I think they may be an- announcing like when Crown Jewel is, but I'm pretty sure it's still going to be in November um, in in Riyadh uh, again. So I, I don't know if there is going to be another one but uh, as far as I know, the only major one is, is uh, fucking what you call it, Chamber.
1: Okay, yeah, I don't know. I, I just saw them post some fucking picture, and they said, "May." I don't know if it was Crown Jewel, I always get all the fucking names mixed up if they use a different name for one of the Saudi shows, right? But they, uh, all I saw was February 2024. I don't know what the fuck they were talking about.
0: Yeah, it looks like, so we got Uh, uh, chamber February 24th so pretty much a month exactly and then yeah April 6th uh, no April 6th is Stand and Deliver yeah April 6th and 7th is Wrestlemania and we also got NXT Vengeance Day which is uh, in like two weeks, I think. Yeah, it's a Valentine's Day episode. Um, and then the Hall of Fame ceremony right before Mania, and that's it. Bash in Berlin is August 31st. Summer Slam sometime in August. They don't have an exact date yet. Money in the Bank, July 6th. Backlash is in France in May 4th. We have any French wrestlers that they're gonna try to showcase. I don't
1: know. I don't, I'm not like my guess is probably like Edrisanofe. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that we <laughs> that's uh, or or we'll
0: just go with the French Canadians. We'll get KO and Sammy to just speak in French to the crowd. That's close enough. But yeah, overall, I mean it was it was a really good rumble, um, good matches. Again, just the sting of disappointment from the latter half of the men's rumble and how we ended the show that way uh, was kind of meh. But uh, women's was the greatest women's rumble that we've ever had, without question. Um, the four way, you know, it happened. It it got the job done. Uh, the KO Logan Paul phenomenal match. And uh, the surprises, you know, getting getting Andrade back, we got Naomi back, we got uh, maybe Jordan Grace starting to appear, uh, and and finally Jade Cargill, also the return of Lib Morgan. So, all in all, pretty decent night. Yeah,
1: I these new additions or end returns are enough to at least spice up the current storylines until mania and like, and even shortly beyond that. And we're also going to be getting, you know, come ups after mania as well. So I'm eager to see what happens after mania and how the path lays itself out with these new competitors in play.
0: Yeah, and you know I don't need Braun Breaker to finish this tag team storyline. Like, just just fucking put the dude on the main roster, please. He could do both. I don't buy into that because where was Dragon Lee?
1: Man, nobody care about Dragon Lee. Where, uh, man? It, nah, anybody care about Dragon Lee? All right, the un, he he's down because he was defeated by the Rula, the Destroyer, oh, Femi.
0: Dude, but look, look at the history and track record of the people that they've uh let do both at the same time. Uh, they just started with Carmelo, so the jury's out on that. Mustafa Ali, they let do both for a while, and look what happened there. Akira Tozawa, they let do both. And, I mean, I love Akira, but still, just look at how he's used. Um, the uh, Butch. Again, look at how he's used, uh, Ridge Holland, which seems to have gone backwards, and and is more NXT, like the just the track record in the guys that they have do both is not great.
1: Yeah, as you as you go down that list, um I, I can't disagree with you, but at the same time, it is Braun Breaker. I, I I feel like. It doesn't matter where he goes or what they do. He's going to end up on top very
0: soon, wherever the fuck they put his ass. Yeah. uh, And I just hope it's sooner rather than later. I'm ready for him on the main roster, but like you said, some of these additions will have some nice storylines moving forward. But, take us home, my dog. Yes, sir. Well, we thank you for allowing us to make your lives just a tad bit
1: less miserable. We will catch you next time with some Smackdown and a sprinkle of NXT action. Stay safe and until the next adventure, my peeps.
0: Deuces, pews. Peace.